reading Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. We're really going to go through uh, and, and, and generally look at the whole book of Habakkuk, uh, which I want to do a sermon series someday soon on the book of Habakkuk. Love the book of Habakkuk. And, and uh, this morning I'm going to read uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, and then reference the rest of the book. But in chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, it says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of an end and it will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. So this morning we're continuing our series on hearing from God. We've been talking about how can I hear from God? How can I, how can I hear God's voice? I want to hear the voice of God. And, and so the, over the past couple of weeks, we've looked at seven ways, seven practical ways, seven steps that we can take to understand if it's God speaking to us. So we looked at that because this is this is sometimes very confusing. This is a very confusing topic. How do you know when you hear something in your mind if it's from God? How do you know it's not just you talking to yourself? How do you know Satan's not speaking into your life and 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 uh, and trying to confuse you? How do you know those things? This is a good way. This whole series is just a good way for us to step back and say, Lord God, I want to hear from you, but I want to make sure I'm hearing from you. So to help this morning, what I've done is I'm going to we're going to look at six points. okay? six points, kind of a process that we can go through from the book of Habakkuk. We're going to look at six points that we can kind of process through. And uh, like the last couple of weeks, I'm going to have to break it down into two sermons. So we're going to look at three of the points of process this week, and then three we'll look at next week. Now, in chapter one, Habakkuk asks six specific questions. He lays it out and he goes six specific questions that he asks. His heart is basically breaking in chapter one. He's looking at his nation and he's seeing the corruption. He's seeing the injustice. He's seeing the, you know, all the things that are going on, the suffering and how how these people are taking advantage of the weak. And and he's watching this and he's asking God, God, how can you make me look upon this? How can you continue to let this happen? And his frustration is kind of boiling over. So in chapter one, he's asking these questions. In chapter two, he follows with six practical steps to hear the answer. So in chapter one, we're talking about six specific questions he asks. Okay. In chapter two, he basically follows it up with six practical steps to hear the answer. Now, before we begin, you need to ask yourself, okay, everybody just kind of close your eyes just for a second. And you need to ask yourself, where do I need to hear from God in my life? Okay. That's what you need to do. Think about that just for a second. Where do I need to hear from God in my life? What area of my life is it about work? Is it about my relationships? Where do I need to hear from God? I want you to keep that in the forefront of your mind, okay? Because we want to process through this. So I'm going to go back and read Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2. Again, it says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to his complaint. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. So, 
if we want to hear from God, we're going to look at three things. If we want to hear from God, number one, we have to have a passion to do God's will. If we want to hear from God, we need to have a passion to do God's will. And, and I'm not just throwing the word passion out there. You know, we talk a lot. People will stop and say to me, you know, we're talking about... That's why we started this series. Because people will come and say, you know, you talk about God spoke to me. Or I heard from God. Or I feel God is leading me. And a lot of people are saying, I don't really know what that means. I'm not sure God has ever spoken to me. Well, the first thing... That we need to do as followers of Jesus Christ to hear from God is that we need to do we need to have a passion. And I'm not just throwing that word out, a passion to do God's will. Habakkuk had a passion for God. In chapter one, again, he throws out a series of questions. But in chapter one, he's doing all the talking. So he lays out all these questions to God. God, how can you put up with this? And I don't understand that. And how can you let these people do this? And how can you let these people achieve that? And this is making no sense to me. I'm reading your word and it says this. And but this looks like it's not kind of working out the way He said it was going to work out, and so he's asking all these questions. He starts in chapter 2, though, with a desire to hear. Big difference. So, you know, because sometimes, honestly, we throw the questions out, but we don't wait for an answer. We're upset about something. God, how can you do this? Or if there's a God, how about that? Or God, what about this? And But we don't stop, honestly, and wait for an answer. But Habakkuk does that. He stops in chapter 2 with a desire to hear. And the first thing he says, okay, the first thing he says in chapter 2 is, I will. I will. That is huge. I will. He stops talking. Okay, he just stops talking and he begins to listen. We need this needs to be a honestly, this needs to be a conscious choice on our on our behalf. We need to have a conscious choice. We need to have a heart to listen, to want to listen to God. We need to have the heart to hear what he's going to say to us. And a lot of times we don't do that. We don't do that. We just do the talking, but we don't do any of the listening. In Psalm chapter 85 and verse 8, it says this. I will listen. Listen. I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly. I will listen to what God the Lord says. I will listen. But more than that, more than just listening, we need to do what God says. We need to be willing. We need to have a heart to do what God calls us to do. We need to be obedient. We need to trust him and have obedience. Remember I said a couple of weeks ago that God loves to speak to people who will be open to do what he says, okay, before he says it to them. That they're going to have a desire to do what he says. God loves to, to, to spend time and speak to people who are willing beforehand, who are willing in advance to do what he says. That is so true. Someone this week I was uh, spending time with said that we need to start some of our prayers or we need to start things with amen. So be it. You know, we end, we end our prayers with amen, right? But we need to start our prayers with amen. We need to start the conversation with God with, so be it. God, whatever you tell me to do, so be it. I will do what you ask me to do before you ask it. Because we as human beings don't like to do that. What we like to do is that we like to know what a person's going to say to us first. Then we'll decide if we're going to do it or not. That's not how it works with God. God is saying, you need to trust me. 
You need to be obedient to me. He wants to speak to us, but he loves to speak to people who have a heart to do what he says before he says it. So that's got to be our attitude. That's got to be our passion to have that desire. In Psalm 40, verse 8, it says this. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. Your law is within my heart. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. That's the attitude that we need to have, that, that amen, that so be it, before the conversation even begins. When I start to speak with God, I say, God, before you even start speaking to my heart, I want to let you know that whatever you ask me to do, see, we say that, but we, I can say that up here, but you know what? What if God asked me to change some of my personality that, you know, I've had people in my past who are now passed on, and uh, they've said things like, well, you know, that's just the way God made me. No, that's not the way God made you. That's a sin. That's sin in your life. You need to change it. But see, we don't want to go. We're sometimes afraid to get intimate with God and really talk to God because we're afraid he's going to ask us to do something that we really don't want to do. He's going to ask us to change something that we really, we really don't want to change. So what I want to ask you this morning is I just want to pause and ask you to be really honest. How, how serious are you about hearing from God? Seri- uh, that serious question. How serious are you about hearing from God? Is it, in your mind, is it nice or is it necessary? Big difference. How hungry, that's maybe a different way to put it. How hungry are you to hear from God? Are you, are you starving? I mean, literally, you hear that? Like, you know, when you're really, none of us have probably ever been starving. But when you're really hungry, you're, you have that, you know, your stomach is growling and you, you really need to eat. You need something to drink. You need something to eat. Are you, are, you, are you starving to hear from God? Or is it just you need a little snack? Right? I mean, there are times, 9 o'clock at night, 9.30 or so, I'm not starving, but I'm an American and, and I like snacks. Right. And so I get up and I think it's like a habit. It's like 930. My feet start to leave the couch and I just kind of walk over. And I, I go through the cabinet. What's up here? Nah, nothing to eat up there. It's all packed. Oh, what's in my refrigerator? Well, and usually I take things that I really love and put them in the freezer because everything's better frozen. OK, Oreos, double stuff, Oreos, freeze those babies and I will have changed your life. OK, you say, man, Pastor Jeff, chocolate chip cookie. It just freeze them. They're much better. And so you go in there, but you want a little snack. And so I'm asking, how hungry are you to hear the word, to hear God, to hear from God? Because if you just want a little snack and you're not going to listen to what he says once he asks you to do it, then you got to ask Do I really have a heart to hear what God is saying? Do you, here's a question, do you crave, okay? Do you long for, do you desire to hear from God? Look those words up, the definition of those words. That craving, that longing, that desire. Have you ever started dating someone, maybe ended up marrying? And when you first met them, they left. They went on like a trip or something for two or three weeks and you had this yearning in your heart to hear from them. You know, before they had, before you had cell phones, way back in the dark ages, before there were cell phones and iPads and you know what, you had to get a letter, you had to wait for a letter. I remember Deb went to, to England when I first met her. She went off to England with her school and everything and you know, we had, I had to wait for a letter to come in the mail with a picture in it where, you know, she was saying, hey, I miss you, whatever else. But I had this longing to connect with her. 
And it was a lot of money to call from there to here. So it was like letters or whatever else. But you you remember that longing you had to connect with that person. Or maybe maybe you haven't seen your parents in a long, long time because they moved somewhere. Or or a child that moved overseas in a mission field. Whatever the case may be, you have this longing to want to hear from them. That's what we're talking about here. Psalm 119.20 says this. My soul is consumed. Listen to this. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times my soul is consumed with longing for to hear from you to do what you're calling me to do in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 29 it says this but if from there you seek the Lord your God listen you will find him if you seek him with all of your heart and with all of your soul not if you want a snack I'm a little hungry. I, ooh, I tinge with that. Maybe I get some ice cream. That's not, it's like, oh man, I am starving to hear. God, I need to hear from you. I got big problems. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what my future holds. I'm not sure what your will is. I'm not sure what your purpose is for my life. I need to hear from you. Do you have a passion to hear from God? Do you have this deep desire within you to hear from God? If the answer to that question is yes, then the next thing you need to do is to retreat to a quiet place. That's number two. You need to to retreat. That's what Habakkuk did. Retreat to a quiet place. Habakkuk says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. That's another way of saying, saying, I'm going to get alone. I want to get alone so I can hear your answer to my pleas. I'm, I'm, I'm crying out to you, God. So now I'm going to get off by myself. I'm going to just I'm going to station myself and I'm going to just listen. I'm going to get alone and listen to the answer to my pleas. One commentator wrote it this way. He said, it is it is the withdrawal of the whole soul from the earthly and fixing it on the heavenly things. So you withdraw from all the earthly things. You set your mind on the heavenly things. You say, God, speak to me. I need to be in a quiet place. I need to put everything else out of my mind. I need to hear from you. See, you can't hear God's voice. You and I cannot hear God's voice if we are totally surrounded by all the craziness and noise of this world. Can't be. I, it, is, it is extremely difficult to accomplish that. That you, you just stay within the, the clutter and the craziness and the noise of your life. It is so hard in this culture, in our culture in which we work and live, it is so hard to find a quiet place. It has become so difficult. It's no easy task. So let me ask you again, if that's the case, let me ask you again, how hungry are you? How hungry am I? How hungry am I? Okay, if it's so hard to find a place that we can we can retreat and, and just to hear from God, then I got to ask myself the question instead of whining about it, instead of making excuses with myself. Oh, you know, I I only reason I didn't spend a lot of time with the Lord. I was so busy. I was so busy. You know what? How hungry if I'm starving and there's food in front of me, I don't. I don't go, well, I'm sure I'll find food later on. You know, there's other food. There's other food in the world. I'll find it when I uh, keep going. No, I stop and I eat. If I'm hungry, if I'm starving for it, if I'm yearning for it, if I desire for it, then I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop and I'm going to sit down. And my one focus is going to be filling myself with that food. I need to fill myself with the Holy Spirit. I need to hear from God. How hungry Am I? How hungry are you? See, I don't care. 
I don't care how, I don't care where you do it, but listen to me, honestly. As a pastor, as your friend, as someone who loves you, you, we all need to follow the example of Jesus Christ on this one. We need to follow Jesus' example. In John, in John chapter, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 5 and verse 16, it says this. Listen to the words. But Jesus often withdrew to a lonely place and prayed. Jesus often withdrew. He withdrew to lonely places and he prayed. He would take that time to pray. It says often. Okay, that means it was a habit. My goodness, guys, if Jesus had to do this, how much more should we do it? How much more do we need to do it? If Jesus Christ, who walked this earth, God incarnate, had to spend that time, get away, often to get away and do this and commune with the Father, then, then shouldn't we be following His example? And shouldn't we say to ourselves, holy moly, if He needed to do it, how much more do I need to do it? Our lives are so filled with noise and distractions. Constant. There's this constant drawing. Constant needs. Our minds and our bodies are literally stretched to capacity. We are, some of us are so overwhelmed with so much to do. Our minds, our minds are just exploding with capacity. You can't, it's hard to put anything else in there. To have anybody else say one more thing that you need to do. Because your mind and your, and then your physical body has just become stretched to capacity. If we want to hear from God, then we need to get alone and spend that time with God. Honestly, if we truly want to to commune with God, if we want to hear from God, then we need to get alone in a quiet place. We need to remove ourselves from as many distractions as humanly possible. Now, if that were all that we needed to do was just to go and find a quiet place and to be able to commune and, and listen to God, I think most of us, if we really cared, if we really wanted to, could pull that off, right? So that's important. But there's something else that goes along with that. If we truly want to hear from God, we need not just to find a quiet place. We need to quiet ourselves. Right? Honestly. I mean, you think, think about it. Finding a quiet place? Okay. I can kind of do that. Quieting myself? Quieting myself is number three. Calm your mind and your heart. Calm your mind and your heart. Habakkuk, the Bible says, stationed himself and waited. He stationed himself and he waited. You need to emotionally put yourself in a position where you can listen. Emotionally, mentally, you need to put yourself in a place where you're able to hear God speaking to you. How long does it, I thought about this as I was writing this, how long does it take you to relax when you're going on vacation? Think about it. If you're like me, a one-week vacation is almost, if you call it a vacation, it's almost a waste of time. Because here's why. Now, if I adjust my mind and I say, okay, well, I'm going to be gone for three days. Oh, that's nice. Three days. That's cool. You know, that's nice. That's nice. And that's a little restful. That's kind of taking a break. But a week's vacation for me means for the first two days, at least, it takes me just to like, right, to start, to start letting my mind relax to start letting my body relax. It takes a few days to station myself to really let go. I don't know about you, but it takes me it takes me that time just honestly, it takes me a few days just to shut everything off 
and allow my mind and my body to just relax. Habakkuk 2.1 says, I will station myself. In other words, I will wait. I will wait. I will take the time I need to to relax and just wait on what God has to say. To station myself, honestly, it means to not move. It needs to, to it means to calm down. It means to be still. Okay, you just take that time to be still, to allow yourself to hear what God wants to say to you. Just being able to relax your body, stay honestly, stay put. Don't create. Don't have. Oh, I gotta. No, I, I, no, no. You have. You have to have the time to station yourself. Stay put. Don't move. Calm down. See, don't expect to hear from God, honestly, just being honest. Do not expect to hear from God. I want to hear from God. What's God? What's your purpose for my life? What's your, what's your God? What do you have for me, God? Don't expect God to speak to you when you're on the move, okay? When your mind is running a mile a minute. When you are, your mind is just, you're, you're, on, you're all revved up. You are, your mind is just taking off. It is so difficult. You know, don't expect God to do that when your mind is in that frame. When your mind is just racing, right? And all of us are like that. Our minds are just racing. God speaks to those who take the time to listen to him. Can he speak to you in other ways? Yeah, if you're running, he can slow you down and speak to you if he wants to. Okay, but in general, a principle is it's hard to hear from God if you're if you're on the move, your mind is racing, you're go, 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 go. Why do you think Satan tries so hard so that when you try to spend time with God, he wants to keep you busy? Why do you think Satan spends so much time trying to keep you and trying to keep me busy all the time? Think about it. Think about it. You go, you, you finally get some time. You find a place, right? You find the place. I'm going to take this time and I find the place. It's a quiet place. The kids are out of the house. Everybody's gone. I'm going to sit down. Or I'm going to get in the woods and you find a place. And what, what happens once you find that place? Satan still wants to keep you busy. Now he keeps you busy. All your to-do list comes to your mind. Am I right? You sit quietly and all of a sudden your mind starts racing with your to-do list. All your unfinished things, all the things that were unfinished, all your, all your, 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 your projects, all your unfinished projects come to mind. All those things that you still need, the person you still need to connect with, all of them come to your mind. They're, they're just flooding in there and Satan just pours in all this stuff and your own mind starts bringing up all this stuff because you're finally quiet. So what happens? Boom, 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 boom. All the things you need to do, your to-do list lays out. So you're saying, well, how, how do I do that? How do I, how do I not do that? How do I get rid of that? Well, here's what you don't do. Oh, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just not going to think about it. I'll just, uh, God, quiet my, quiet my mind. I'm just not going to think about it. Well, he could do something miraculous like quiet your mind so you don't think about it. But no, no, something, here's a better way to do it. You stop. You get a pen and paper or you get your iPhone or your iPad or your computer. And you know what you do? You write all those things down. Everything comes to mind. All things you need to do, you write them down. And then you commit at a certain point, maybe when you're all finished praying and spending time with God or the next day, you commit to yourself. I'm going to do all of those things that are on the list that I just wrote down. And then you go back to pray. You go back spending time with God. Don't try to just, oh, and just clear my mind. Clear your mind by clearing your mind. Clear your mind by writing it down and saying, I'm committing before God to make sure that I do all the things that I just wrote down. I'm going to do those things, but I'm not going to do them now. I got them down. I'm going to do them and I'll move on. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We got a couple more minutes. Here's what I like to do. I like to try this. Okay? 
I want to, I want to try this. So I want you to start getting your mind out. Shake your hands out. Shake them, go like this. Get your, roll your shoulders a little bit. Okay. Because here's the thing. I can keep talking or we can start applying. And I'd rather stop talking and take the next few minutes and just start applying. All right. So Psalm 4610 says this. He says, be still and know that I am God. Just close your eyes for a second. Just during this time, just close your eyes. Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. So first, listen, we need to be still. Let's be still. In 2 Kings 3.15, Elisha had a musician come in and play softly so that he could, he could tune in to God. He had him play softly in the background so he could start relaxing his body and his mind and tune in to God. It says this in Elijah, second, I'm sorry, in 2 Kings 3.15, it says, But now bring me a harpist. While the harpist was playing, listen to these words, the hand of the Lord came on Elisha. The hand of the Lord came on him. So that's what we're going to do. I want to start playing some music right now. We're going to play that music. And I want you, during this time, I want you to just start resting your mind and your heart like we learned. Same thing he did. Rest your mind and your heart. Let the hand of God come on you. In Psalm 62, 5, it says, listen to the words. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. You need to wait. You need to be patient. Psalm 37, 7 tells us, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. God, we want to wait patiently for you. But God, we also expect to hear from you. Psalm 105.5, it says, remember the wonders he has done, his miracles. We can expect to hear from God. So here's, here's what I want you to do. In your family news bulletin, we made a copy of Psalm 23, 24, and 25. And if you don't have that for some reason, there's Bibles in the back. In the back of the room, there's Bibles on a table. You can go grab one and sit back down. I want you to read Psalm 23, 24, and 25. And once we're finished with that, we're just going to be still and let this music play and allow God through his word and then allow God in the quietness of our time together to just speak to your heart. But I want you to first rest your mind, rest your heart, loosen, just loosen up a little bit and just relax. Listen, listen to the music playing in the background, read those Psalms, and let's just be quiet before the Lord for a few minutes.
you finish reading Psalm 23 and 24 or 25, let's just continue to listen and allow the Spirit to speak to our hearts. Rest your soul. Rest your heart. Rest your mind. And God, we ask that you would speak to us. craziness and the noise and the the chaos sometimes of our lives. I just pray that you would help us to find time just to quiet ourselves, to be still, to know that you are God. May we leave this place, Lord God, with the same attitude, maybe this morning, just with a, a quiet spirit as we continue our time of worship, Lord God. I just pray that you would help us to leave this place, but take this, this, this attitude that is in our hearts now, that you would take this, help us to take this with us, and that we would carve out time over the next few days to just rest and reflect and hear from you. We thank you for being a God who loves us, shows us mercy, wants desperately to talk with us. We offer up ourselves, Lord, to you in this act of quiet worship and ask as we go forward that you be with us, that you would guide us, that you would calm us and that you would love us. We give you this time in Jesus' precious Restful name. Amen.